So I already have a couple of questions and we'll start with that. One question is uh, concerning Savitri, so I'll take up that first. It's about just to get a little summary of the way Savitri books and cantos are arranged. So we'll um, just remain specific to that. Um, Savitri is basically about, it's nearly an 18 hour story in this book. It's from, it starts from the dawn when Satyavan is destined to die. So book one, canto one is about the symbol dawn, the day when Satyavan must die. The poet ends that canto with this was the day when Satyavan must die. But as it is mentioned, it's a symbol. So Shirobindo also pours into it and the whole Savitri story is used as a symbol to bring out many, many deep truths. Uh, so it is also a symbol of the dawn that comes in human life after passing through the night. It's also about the dawn of civilizations. People go through pralaya and then there is a new awakening. Also micro pralayas, not just a massive deluge, but those changes. So it's about the whole journey from darkness to light, which is taking place all the time within us. At times we pass through light, all is luminous and beautiful. And like every night, we have to also experience the night to grow strong, to see whether we can withstand and then we emerge into a greater dawn. So book one, canto one is about that dawn which comes in everyone's life, which will come, it's something like a promised fact. But here the poet also connects it with the day when Satyavan must die. So that's how the story begins. In book one, canto two, the issue. So what's about this story? This is a day when Satyavan must die. How does it matter to us? Why should we read about it? So, the story of Satyavan is the story of the human and the divine. Like Satyavan, we are caught into the net of death and ignorance. And also, there is the grace and the redeeming hand of Savitri, the Savior Grace, which works upon earth to liberate us from ignorance, to make us come out of the clutches of death and night. So, the issue is not about simply Savitri saving Satyavan, but about earthly creatures like Satyavan, who seek for a higher light but do not know how to. And for them the grace that comes, Savitri is an embodiment of that grace, the divine becoming human to carry our journey one step forward. So that is the issue. So in issue we are described like a sutradhar describes in a drama what the story is about. So in, in a nutshell the poet tells us what the story is about. So if one man can escape the clutches of death, if one person's nature can be transformed, then that possibility awakens in everyone. It's like first making a prototype of a car and then it becomes easy to universalize it. So that is the principle. So from book 1, canto 3, the flashback starts. Because the poet has introduced Savitri, so it's a legitimate question. How come Savitri, who is Savitri but? So book 1, canto 3 starts with a very interesting canto. The soul's release from ignorance. And it starts with a very you know, interesting line. 
वर्ल्ड डिजायर कंपेल्ड हर मॉटल बर्थ मॉटल बर्थ सावित्री वर्ल्ड डिजायर डिजायर फॉर परफेक्शन डिजायर फॉर ब्यूटी डिजायर फॉर लाइट दैट कंपेल्ड हर मॉटल बर्थ सो वॉट हाउ दिस कंपल्शन केम सो समबडी टू एम्बॉडी दैट एंग्विश एंड एग्नी ऑफ द ग्लो दैट एस्पिरेशन फॉर ए ग्रेटर ट्रूथ फॉर द ग्लो एंड द वन हू एम्बॉडीज इट द फोर रनर among men is a divine descent by the name of ashwapati so ashwapati is introduced to us as someone who embodies and inherits the anguish and aspiration of humanity so from there starts ashwapati's yoga which is a yoga of ascension in book 1 canto 4 the secret knowledge ashwapati as he comes out of this ignorance discovers what we cannot discover so long as we are in the realm of ignorance the realm of ignorance is the realm when we are bound to the ego and the senses and the limitations so this knowledge is secret knowledge of god is secret oneness is secret so ashwapati discovers it and we read few cantos about it he discovers the heart of the journey of the human years he discovers the purpose in creation he discovers why earth has been formed he discovers all these things in that one canto the secret knowledge so much is poured the play between purusha and prakriti their higher levels of play all this is discovered the two poles of existence on above the flaming rapturous intensities of gods and below at the other end the darkness so all this he discovers so having discovered it ashwapati now makes a very new and novel discovery because thus far these discoveries have been common to all saints and sages or many saints and sages what he discovers is the spirit's freedom and greatness that beyond this arc of human nature and limb of human possibilities there is a higher possibility a supernature which waits upon the peaks a sovereign occult force as it were and he discovers that so in that yoga of the spirit's freedom and greatness he discovers that there are very many deep and high possibilities that are waiting to be born upon earth now his yoga journey takes a new turn this is like shurbindo's yoga he had experienced nirvana he had experienced the stillness he had experienced the vasudevam sarvamiti which is the peak of the gita and then still he discovered something beyond because this would have given him an escape like the advaitin but he wants something more for the whole earth so in book 2 the book of the traveler of the worlds ashupati when he has discovered this new possibility now he wants how to actualize in the human race so first you know if you have to change something we must first understand the technology behind it so ashupati starts exploring the various routes and lanes and by lanes of nature the powers and forces that govern it so we have first the worlds the world stair the world stair is the hierarchical arrangement of the forces and energies that go into the making of the world and what we experience as the world is only the most outermost phenomena so we all know like for instance in physics that behind every material phenomena there are material forces which are not seen similarly behind matter itself there are other forces we talk about the panch tatvas which are the subtle forces now behind these subtle forces there are other vital and mental forces and ashwapati starts exploring them he sees that in life itself there are great possibilities great gods such energies have come into matter and yet he discovered that they have fallen down why upon earth we cannot have perfection 
So Ashwapati wants to see that why everything is sucked down. Beautiful things come here. Krishna comes, Buddha comes, Christ comes. And what happens when a religion is turned out of it? It becomes so horrible. What caricature we make of Shiva, the mighty, majestic, ascetic on the mountain tops. How we actually end up abusing Krishna by worshipping him. So he, you know, what he has come to give is something so much more powerful, some more, so much more beautiful, vast. And we turn it into a very, very limited sect. So Ashupati sees why this happens. So he steps back and dips into that darkness which pulls all things down. We have in Ramayana the story of uh, Hanuman as he is going across. The Lankini who is at the bottom of the ocean pulls him down. So we all have a part, subconscious nature which pulls us down. Ashupati jumps into this darkness. He crosses that realm and at the end of it discovers the night is the eternal's shadowy veil. He saw in destruction creation's hasty pace. So he discovers that. So he is assured. No, even in the darkness, there is light, there is truth, there is beauty waiting to be born. Assured of that, Ashupati then climbs up to the paradise of the life gods and he discovers what is normally regarded as Swarga, heaven. Swarga is beautiful, full of splendor. No fault, no grace as he says. There is no grace of failure or defeat. Failure or defeat is a special boon on earth. Because of this we progress. If there was no failure or defeat, we would not progress. But there is no such thing in heaven. So heavens are content in their limited light. They don't seek beyond. So Ashupati renounces even that heaven. He goes further. He goes into the mental worlds. Kingdoms of the greater mind, little mind, the greater mind. Little mind is the mind which is earthly beings embody. The physical mind which is only dependent on the data of the senses. The vital mind which is mind of imagination. Which breaks free from the data of the senses and sometimes pitches onto truth. And many times onto error. Then the rational mind which cuts everything into bits and pieces, analyzes, compares, contrasts to arrive at a body of truth but very often miserably fails. He crosses this kingdom of the little mind, enters into a kingdom of the greater mind, the mind of the sage, the seer, who received flashes of intuition, revelations, flaming illuminations, and they could discover the truth which is hidden from these mortal sight. Then just as he has experienced the paradise of the life god, he goes to the heavens of the ideal. These are places where the mental gods are there. Before that he discovered the self of the mind, the impersonal base out of which mind is born. All constructions are born. So when we go into the self of the mind, these constructions vanish. All our philosophies, theories are merely habits and patterns. Beyond it is the world soul, the heart of the world. That which draws us constantly like a magnet towards it. It has no name. A being lived there. How beautifully described. One who could love without return for love. That's the being who is there. And its effect was to give delight. Whatever it touched, it changed into delight. And then finally Ashupati crosses the highest peaks of the mental world also and the mental gods. And he enters into the kingdoms of the greater knowledge. Now this is a knowledge which is based on oneness. Not on division and separation. 
and as he stands on the borders of that greater knowledge what shobindo speaks of as overmind and the supermind the that that border of the empire of the sun he hesitates for a while before entering into that realm because entering into it it's not easy to get back bama khepai great saint of east bengal now bangladesh he once um, someone asked him tell us about shobindo so he scolded his disciple disciple asked him he said you fellow who is all the time rolling in mud and mire how dare you take his name by your tongue by your filthy tongue he whom i have seen cross the gates of the sun gates of the sun is spoken of in ishopanishad for a release they are spoken of by shri ramakrishna through which one goes away kabir says that you know by that light all the karam bhun jate hain all this you know is there but it's meant for escape door so when this was asked to shirvindo he in his evening talks he quietly very gently replies yes yes he saw me go he didn't see me come back so those are gates we have in book 3 the pursuit of the unknowable you cannot know it even by the greatest mind that has no name no form all disguises the peak where all disguises fail and fall even the soul appears like a vanishing point even to call it delight becomes a blasphemy he goes there an occult cause silent impenetrable meets the seer self discovery of the soul so he goes there but he has a choice he can march into that which has been the tradition but he doesn't want his aspiration is different so he waits on the threshold what is there in it if you throw you fall and go away what is there he has this aspiration to change earth then in book 3 canto 2 we have that magical magical canto the adoration of the divine mother the unknowable mystery assumes a form divine <clears throat> and he discovers a mother wisdom broods in nature steps and broods upon the worlds a burning love from white spiritual founts annul the sorrows of the ignorant depths suffering was lost in a immortal smile at the head she stands of birth and toil and fate in their slow rounds the cycles turn to her call alone her hands can change time's dragon base hers is the mystery the night conceals the spirit's alchemist energy is hers she is the mystic word the wonderful fire the luminous heart of the unknown is she a power of silence in the depths of god so he discovers the light from which we kindle all our suns the might of all that never yet came down the joy that beckons from the impossible and then he discovers all nature dumbly calls to her alone to heal with her feet the aching throb of life and break the seals on the dim soul of man and kindle her fire in the closed heart of things so he discovers that well the purusha side is not the only one there is shakti and if that power can come down on earth it can transmute things she alone has the absolute power to change things so in book 3 canto 3 she he sees the vision of the house of the spirit and the new creation he sees there is in her heart a blueprint of a future a blueprint where you know describes a 
a flame white love how it arises the new creation and everything is held in oneness but that oneness is not a monotone that oneness is not an exclusive oneness that oneness is not does not you know cut things into parts that oneness can embrace an entire diversity and yet it remains divine so he discovers that so obviously he aspires that mother may this earth become that and in book 3 canto 4 we have a wonderful dialogue the vision and the boon where first the divine mother says oh voice arisen from the ignorant world oh strong forerunner i have heard thy cry first it cautions that voice no soul is thy companion in the light alone thou standest at the eternal doors what thou hast won is thine but ask no more don't ask for earth people to change people are very satisfied in their beliefs in their kutiyas in their little paths narrow lanes don't disturb them it will break and then there are magical lines i am the mystery beyond the reach of mine i am the fire and the cause of all but too immense my danger and my joy my fire and sweetness are the cause of life but too immense my danger and my joy awake not the immeasurable descent truth born too soon might break the imperfect earth so it tells ashwapati don't ask for this you i can give but earth is not ready and then it finally says that don't worry one day it will happen above blind fate and the antagonist powers moveless there stands a high and changing will to its omnipotence leave thy works results all things shall change in god's transfiguring hour but ashwapati is a representative voice of the world now he says mother how long centuries and millenniums pass we only hear the feet of passing gods we hear that god had come and gone away and once again the life is same he says no mother come down oh truth defended in thy secrets and it reminds of the ishupishad hiranmayena patrena satyasap hitam mukam tattvam pushanna pavranu satya dharmai drishtai oh sun foster nourisher remove the lid and show me the law of truth satya dharmai so he says oh truth defended in thy secret sun oh bliss that ever dwellest deep hid within while men seek the outside and never